and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, brought to you by Loserpool, our official partners. Be sure to head over to loserpool.com where real money gaming begins this weekend. If you love a bet, if you love a cheeky flutter, Loserpool is a great concept. It's a great game. It's great fun and you can play against your friends. Uh, so do check it out, loserpool.com. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiou. Now, following our Carabao Cup victory over Brentford, we return to Premier League action this Saturday. We take on high-flying Watford, who currently occupy fourth place and sit a point ahead of us. On this show, I'll be sharing my thoughts ahead of the game and talking to Andy Lewis of the Hornets Nest radio show over at Love Sport to get the download on our opponents. In terms of how I'd expect Arsenal to line up, I think it'll be pretty much the same as Sunday's win over Everton or as close to that side as is possible for Emery. Uh, Obviously, Socrates' fitness is still in doubt. Uh, The last we heard was he had a bit of a dead leg and the injury was being assessed rumblings that it's not too serious and and fingers crossed that that is the case and he's available to come back into the team as soon as possible because as mentioned on the podcast he's been brilliant of late and and it'll be a big blow if he was unavailable taking all of that into account my team would be as follows Petr Cech in goal I thought he was outstanding against Everton fully deserved the man of the match award I don't think anyone would deny that. Hector Bayer in at right back, taking a lot of stick so far this season. But for me, he's vital to the way Emery wants us to play. Mustafi at centre-back alongside Socrates, if fit, if not, then Rob Holding. To be fair to Rob Holding, he did look quite good when he came on at the weekend. Very comfortable. Um, and of course, Nacho Monreal at left-back, despite him taking play, uh, taking part sorry, in the Carabao Cup game. Kolasinac was back on the bench, so that's encouraging. Um, At least, you know, when the time comes for Monreal to have a rest, you know that there is a a capable deputy waiting in the wings. I'd like to see the midfield pairing of Xhaka and Torreira again. In my view, they're two players who complement each other perfectly. And I think that's the midfield that Emery's had his eye on from the very start. Uh, So that's, uh, aside from that, we move forward into the midfield. Uh, into the forward positions, I should say. And we're looking at Aubameyang from the left, Lacazette up front, Ozil and Ramsey. I'd go the same as the other day, basically. I I don't think there's any reason to change any of that. I thought Iwobi made an impact when he came on the other day, but I don't know if that was down to tired legs. Um, And and obviously making a cameo appearance like he did is, is completely different to playing from the beginning. But encouraging signs from him too. It must be said, Iwobi's impressed since Emery's arrived and he's knocking on the door of the first team at the moment. So that's my preferred starting lineup and, and what I believe, in fact, that the boss will go with. In terms of a score prediction, I'm feeling quite confident and so I'm going to go for a 3-0 win. I've really had it in for Watford this past couple of seasons. Of course, there was... The time they beat us at the Emirates back in Jan 2017. And then, of course, the whole Dini thing last season where I felt he was extremely disrespectful to fellow professionals and the club. They were then awarded a dubious penalty. And and I think it's time somebody brought them back down to planet Earth, if I'm honest. Uh, The thing with Watford is I've watched them a couple of times this season. Um, Actually, that's a lie. I've watched them once this season, I should say. And... One thing I found about them is I found that they, I thought they were really, really narrow. And that's something that we should be looking to expose. 
They'll play with Hughes and Pereira on the flanks, most likely. And those two are sort of central players by nature and, and are likely to drift inwards. I think Hector Bellerin is vital on Saturday. I think we need to expose the fact that they are so narrow and Bellerin's the man to do that. I just hope that Torreira can slot in uh, into a defensive position when needed just to make sure that we're not exposed and give us that extra body behind the ball. Now joining me on the line is Andy Lewis from the Hornets Nest, a Watford fan site and weekly radio show on Love Sport Radio to assist me in previewing the fixture between our two sides this coming weekend. Andy, welcome. Watford are flying high in fourth place. It's been an excellent start to the season from your side, hasn't it? Slightly slightly unexpected. Uh, certainly before the season started, there was almost uh, almost a division in the uh, in the supporters. A lot of fans thinking that we hadn't done hadn't done enough in the transfer window. Um, I'd probably place myself in that category. I definitely thought we needed uh, another striker, maybe another centre back. Um, so there were some fans feeling quite confident ahead of the season, though not expecting uh, a huge amount, and some actually a bit a bit concerned that we may be maybe looking over our shoulders uh, for a lot of the season. But I think the start that we've made has, has caught everybody uh, everybody by surprise, um, and it's it's just been it's been a lot of fun recently. Um, certainly the winning. The win against Spurs, which uh, I'm sure you'll uh, you'll be thankful uh, to us for. We are indeed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, it's it's been it's been great. Um, I just hope that, uh, that it's not just uh, a one-off that we can continue it for the uh, for the for the long run. What can we expect on on the weekend from from Watford in terms of their approach system? Because a lot of people have been talking about a four-two-two-two, and and in your mind, is that what's been happening? I'll be honest, I haven't seen too much of Watford, apart from that Spurs game that you mentioned. I wouldn't expect uh, 4-2-2-2, two, 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 certainly not away from home against a side like Arsenal. Um, we've, been playing, uh, we've been playing a lot of 4-4-2. Four, four, um, however, on the, uh, on the wings, we've got uh, Bobby Pereira, who started well, and Will Hughes out on the right-hand side. He's usually um, better played uh, in the centre of the park. So what we've what we've been seeing is in that four four two is that Pereira and Will Hughes has actually been coming inside to sort of support Deeney and Gray uh, through through the middle and once Will Hughes is given the space to come into the middle and Pereira as well then that's when we can cause a lot of problems. I think what we'll see um, I think you'll come up against quite a, quite a confident Watford and um, we should have beaten Fulham uh, that was in my mind that was two points dropped rather than one one point gained. Um, but I think we'll have uh, certainly Dean and Gray will have been watching recent matches um, from from Arsenal and uh, will be eyeing up Petr Cech and, and licking their lips and certainly trying to utilise a, a high press and press from the front, make Arsenal try and force Arsenal to play out play out from the back. And if we can win that ball back in the final third, I think that's where we might see a, a little bit of joy. But because we're playing that flat four four two, we last season we just had uh Decore and Capu in, in holding midfield so we're playing more of a four two three one. But because we're a little bit flatter this season, once Arsenal or any opposition rather can break through our midfield, then there is a bit of space in between our midfield and our defence for uh, the opposition to have a bit of uh, have a bit of freedom um and do what they want. Um our defence has been has been pretty good. Um but it's Coming up against a good side like Arsenal, we've got to be we've got to be wary of that, and potentially we we'll might be looking to uh, 
press from the front and try and catch you on the counter as well whenever you're in possession. Yep, and of course last season there was a bit of bad blood between the two sides. We didn't feel that you deserved the penalty at Vicarage Road and that Richarlison had thrown himself to the ground. And then there was the whole Troy Deeney thing where he was somewhat disrespectful in the press towards our club. But as much as I hate to say it, Deeney's looked good this season, hasn't he? And the partnership with Gray seems to be working very well, doesn't it? It does. Um, and firstly, I should just uh, should just point out that it wasn't a dive from Richarlison it last absolutely season. Absolutely um, was. <laughs> it certainly was. It went to uh, it went to an, an official an official review, and the panel suggested that it wasn't a dive. So uh, there you go. Case closed. Um, <laughs> um, but with with Deeney, um, I think what you know what he said after after the game, possibly disrespectful, if not honest. Um, I think Arsenal. Potentially, at that time, needed that little that little wake up call, that little kick up the backside. Um, if you know Troy likes to come on the pitch, he only came off about half an hour and completely completely changed the game um, because he saw he saw Arsenal's backline as um, as slightly weak and apparently didn't didn't like it up him. But I think um, I think what what happened at the Emirates last season, obviously with Dini missing the penalty, it's all kind of kind of evened out. So I'd like to think that that's all just a bit of friendly, you know. Uh, intra-club banter as it were um, and it's all all happened last season so let's let's focus on the now um, but Dini uh, Dini this season um, I think he's I think he started well because he's now playing with Gray up front last season it was we, we stuck with one up front um, for the majority of it only towards the end did we start playing with, with two up top and certainly both Dini and Gray didn't have the best of seasons because they're they're not lone strikers they 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 can't they can't do it. You need someone someone like a Diego Costa, someone like a Lukaku um, to to play that lone striker role, and that doesn't that just doesn't suit Dini or Gray. But now that they're playing with each other, Dini's obviously got the physicality. He's able to hold the ball up well and bring others into play. Andre Gray on his day, he he makes some really good runs. Um, he's got a lot of pace, a lot of energy, um, and I think that's I think that's why it's working. You know, Gray only scored about I think five goals last season. And this season he's already on three after after five games, um, five or six games. So it's it's looking good. Um, it's important that we keep uh, keep both strikers fit. I'm not sure if you're aware, but Dini uh, was playing the match against Fulham with three broken toes. Yeah. So he's had a he's had yeah he's had a he's had a cast on this week. But he was uh, he was saying to um, guys on the uh, Football Daily podcast that uh, he should hope hopefully be playing on on Saturday. That it's nothing. Uh, Nothing too serious, and as Troy said, you know he's he's a big lad. He he can take it. He'll uh, he'll happily he'll happily play against Arsenal with a with a broken broken toes. Lovely, lovely stuff. Um, what would you say is a realistic target for Watford this season? Because obviously they've started very very well, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but they're punching a little bit above their weight at the moment. I'm sure you'd mm. you'd agree. Where do you see Watford finishing? What's got to be the aim, though? Because, of course, it's all good saying that you might be punching above your weight at the minute, but you shouldn't drop your standards and, and you should look to push on. So, as a supporter, what what sort of finish would you be happy with? No, I think that's I think that's a fair point. Um, I think it, it, it's tricky because before the season, it was still in the mindset of get of get forty point point points, see where we go. But now, after this good start, has that potentially to mindsets of some of the some of the players and some of the fans. I myself um 
not necessarily get to 40 points. I I want a top, at least a top half finish now after after this start. Yeah. I think I've I think I've seen enough um, enough in the way that I'm I'm feeling confident we can achieve it. I think we're better than 10 sides uh, in this in this division. Um, last few seasons since we got promoted, we haven't finished in the top half. So finishing in the, in the top 10 would would be progress uh, for us. But if we if we continue, at what point do we start saying forget about the top half? We want Europe. We want that seventh spot. We want to be best of the rest, which is ultimately the the aim of the owners in in the long run. Yeah. I don't. I think maybe we start thinking about that come the new year. See see where we're at. And um, like I said, yeah, we are we are certainly punching above our weight. There's no there's no uh, denying that. Um, but let, let's get to the new year. See where we are, and I'm. I'd be really happy with a with a top half finish and some sort of some sort of progress from last year. Lovely, good stuff. Um, just finally, your prediction for the weekend's game, and, and will you be coming down to the Emirates? Yeah, I'll certainly be there. Um, my prediction. Well, I've got a I've got a little rule. I can never predict a a Watford loss. <laughs> um, I will uh, I will happily take a point at the Emirates, of course. But uh, you know. Watford's want to bounce back after a disappointing result of Fulham. I'll go for a, a 2-1 Watford win. A nervy 2-1. A nervy 2-1. <laughs> right, lovely. Thank you very much, Andy. Do you want to just quickly let our listeners know how they can keep up with you guys on social media? Yeah, so uh, I do the, uh, do the weekly blog. Um, you can follow me on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Hornets nest wfc and like you said just at the start do the uh, the weekly watford fan show on love sport radio that's every sunday 7 till 8 p.m uh, 558 a.m eab and online lovely great stuff andy thank you very much for taking time out of your day to join me and uh, i would wish you good luck but i don't mean it so i, I, <laughs> I don't blame you <laughs> take care mate all the best nice one thanks harry my thanks to Andy Lewis. Now, of course, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we are sponsored by Loserpool. It's a fantastic game. It's a game I've been playing for the past few weeks now, and I'm still in. I haven't messed it up just yet. Uh, so my Loserpool pick of this weekend, looking at the fixtures, is going to be Watford. I'm that confident that we're going to beat them this weekend. I'm going to put Watford in there. Uh, not a team I've previously picked. So Watford, you are my Loserpool pick of the week. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> right guys don't forget you can support this podcast should you wish to via our patreon page just head over there and type in the chronicles of aguna and you shall find us this is optional of course so please don't feel as though you need to sign up but equally any contribution is greatly appreciated and you do get a cheeky little gift out of it. We'll be back Tuesday with episode 28. We'll be looking back on the Watford game, back on the Brentford game and talking, of course, all things Arsenal. So until then, arrivederci. Meet our hero. He's a smart guy who loves sports and loves outwitting other people. Our hero needs to show the world his mastery of the game. Our hero does this by playing games at Loserpool. Our hero is you. Loserpool has two games. In the namesake, the games of an entire season are grouped together into weeks or rounds. After paying an entry fee, you choose one team to lose that week or round. If you're correct, you earn the right to repeat the process in the next round. But the catch is that you cannot choose a team a second time until all the teams have been chosen by you once. 
If you're knocked out early, you may re-enter the same pool by paying a penalty to make it fair for the other players. Or you may wait until the next pool starts in a few weeks. Razor Pool is similar to Loser Pool in that the games of an entire season are grouped together. But in this case, you pay the entry fee and predict the outcome of all the games in that week or round. You will be ranked against all other players according to your accuracy. And at the end of each round, a predetermined percentage of players will be eliminated. There is no option to buy back into a pool if you are eliminated, <laughs> and so you will have to wait until the next pool starts to play again. In both games, the prize money grows very rapidly. The pool is allocated to the last man standing, or to add a little drama, to a small surviving group if they vote according to predetermined rules. Loser Pool is about community, friendship, fun and rivalry. Discuss and debate the games and events of the week with players from around the world. Invite your friends and co-workers into your own sub-pools and see who can outsmart the group and earn bragging rights. This is your moment. Create an account. Show your sports genius. Be the hero.